What's up everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Da Vinci Cases. Alright, so the way this works is we've got a clinical case followed by a board style question. So we're going to go through the question stem, point out the relevant clinical findings, take a look at the question and the answer choices, and then kind of divert for a minute and go through the relevant concepts to answering the question. Then we'll come back and apply those concepts that we went over to answering the question. Alright everybody, Happy New Year. This is the first case of 2022. We're also starting a new unit, new organ system, the renal system. Uh, and for that first case, we got an anatomy case for you. And just as a reminder, uh, if you're listening to the audio of this, uh, the video is available on YouTube and our website. And if you're watching the video on YouTube, the please subscribe and, and like the video. We really appreciate that. And uh, if you want to get the PDF notes for this case and any other Da Vinci cases uh, that we've gone over, just go to our website. The link is in the description, whether you're listening to the audio or watching the video. All right, so we got a great case here for you. We start out with a 23-year-old man is an unrestrained passenger in a motor vehicle accident. So as a young guy, he's in a trauma. He's brought to the local trauma center and found to having the following vitals. So 37 degrees Celsius, he's afebrile, heart rate of 113, so he's definitely tachycardic. Blood pressure 90 over 60, not great, uh, but I wouldn't say he's quite tanking. Uh, it's expected to have a tachycardic response to a hypotension here of 90 over 60, but definitely something you want to keep an eye on and try to get up. Uh, you know, that's the ER doctor's one of the first concerns is to, you know, help improve blood pressure, obviously. Uh, hypertension in most cases is usually better than hypotension. That's just kind of a practical thing. Respiration rate is 18 and O2 sat is 98%. So this patient's breathing well on room air. No issues with the respiratory system. It's really just seeing what's causing this hypotension. The patient is awake, alert, and oriented to person, place, time, and situation. You know, when you're qu uh, quickly assessing and triaging a trauma patient, obviously you want to look at the vitals. Mental status is also another big thing. You want to make sure they're getting good perfusion to their brain. You know, if they've had some kind of head injury, if they have a bleed going on, those could all, are all things that could affect uh, mental status. So the fact this patient has a good mental status and it, for the time being is relatively stable, uh, is a good thing, you know, despite being in this, uh, being an unrestrained passenger in a motor vehicle accident. That's that's an important thing. Unrestrained means he does not have, he didn't have a seatbelt on. Everyone knows if you don't have your seatbelt on, that puts you at much greater risk for serious injury. So this patient at this time is is pretty stable. So let's check him out. He's got a physical exam. Is notable for point tenderness along the lowest posterior left rib and generalized abdominal pain. So he's got point tenderness along the ribs. So he's, got, he's probably got some lip, rib fractures. You know, we've got to get some imaging to confirm that, especially along the posterior aspect. Obviously, with a rib fracture, there's a few, you know, organ injuries that you want to be aware of. Uh, pneumothorax, obviously, is the big thing that jumps out at you always with a rib fracture. Um, you always, if you get imaging, you always want to look for that. Uh, but there are some other ones that we'll go over in this uh, video as well. Also on exam, he has generalized abdominal pain. So Foley catheter is placed and found to be draining bright red blood. So this guy's got hematuria. He's got gross hematuria. Uh, so he's got blood buildup in his uh, urinary bladder, and you're draining that out with the Foley catheter. So he, we've got a guy with some rib fractures, possibly gross hematuria, hypotensive. So this could be the source of his hypotension if he's one of the urinary organs is obviously bleeding. So his labs are notable for hemoglobin of 6. Normal here is 13.5, especially for adult male to 17.5. So he's uh, definitely anemic. 
And given this is a young, probably otherwise healthy guy, they didn't mention any other uh, congenital issues with him or comorbidities. He is probably bleeding. It's probably, you know, this is all tied together. He's got hemat gross hematuria. He's in the setting of, you know, a trauma. He's anemic, probably secondary to this, you know, loss of blood. And then the hypotension, obviously, as well, is probably a result of the loss of blood. So in these scenarios, it's very common. Patients get a full body CT because you don't quite really know exactly what is causing all of this. So the question is, full body CT imaging is most likely to find a laceration of which of the following? So a laceration would be a laceration of an organ, and they give us a set of organs here. So based on this, you have to figure out which of these organs most likely sustained an internal injury in this trauma, in this motor vehicle accident. So to summarize the findings, like we always do, this is a young man presenting after a motor vehicle accident. He is tachycardic and hypotensive. Uh, he is at his baseline mental status. He's breathing well on room air. His physical exam is notable for point tenderness along the lowest posterior left ribs, most likely fractures of either the left ribs of 12, most likely, and or 11, potentially. So 11 or 12. He has a fully catheter draining bright red blood, indicating gross hematuria, coupled with anemia that we see on the labs, um, which really points to either internal hemorrhage or organ laceration. And at, based on what the question is asking there, you know, it, it's likely we aren't going to find an organ laceration on CT imaging. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break from the case right now to let you know that DaVinci Cases is brought to you by DaVinci Academy, which provides online video courses for the medical basic sciences. These courses are taught using a variety of teaching methods, including bullet point outlines, diagrams, radiology images, and chalk talks to explain the fundamental concepts. We then teach the application of those concepts to numerous clinical pearls that are frequently tested on medical school exams and the USMLE. Our video courses are available on our website, dviacademy.com, as monthly subscriptions starting at $9.99 per month. Each video course has a corresponding outline format textbook as well. You can find the link to our website in the description below. Also be sure to use the discount code DC20 to receive 20% off any of our video courses. Now back to the case. So this is a nice uh, diagram here to kind of help illustrate why certain organ injuries are tied to certain rib fractures. Now, this isn't always like, you know, if you go out and you fall, you know, some old lady falls and breaks her, you know, 12th rib or 10th rib or whatever, she's automatically going to get this. Um, also, it's also the same thing if, you know, you have a young guy like this in a car accident and breaks one of these ribs. It's not guaranteed. It's just something you want to pay attention to and be aware of. And it's honestly, it's something that's often tested on anatomy exams and on the USMLE. So these are kind of these general associations with these certain specific rib fractures you want to be aware of and you want to keep these uh, in the back of your mind. So if we go through this, the first rib is the lung apices and the subclavian vessels. So if we look at this, here's our first rib on both sides. Here's uh, rib number one here. Obviously, the subclavian vessels travel just deep to the clavicle and you can see where they'd be you know be coming in like this and you can see where a fracture could definitely impact that you know on either side here the other thing is the apices meaning the top portions or most superior portions of the lung the most superior portions of the lung are coming out here so obviously that makes sense that a rib fracture here could uh, puncture and give you a uh, you know an apical pneumothorax second rib is ascending aorta and svc remember that the second rib comes in and joins the sternum and the manubrium at the sternal angle, that junction between the manubrium and the, and the sternal body. And so that's one way you can remember that. The second rib here, so if you fracture this, obviously you can see the aorta is just deep to that. 
the ascending portion. The SVC obviously is also in this region as well. So a second rib fracture, especially here on the right, uh, could definitely impact uh, the aorta or the SVC. So now we come down here. Obviously, you know, the rest of these ribs, the main one is going to be, you know, puncturing the lung or the pleura, giving you a pneumothorax. If you come down, however, though, to the 10th rib here, so here's the 10th rib here, and then the 10th rib on the left side here. The 11th and 12th, remember, are those floating ribs. They don't come in here and form this costal margin. Remember, the costal margin is a 7, 8, 9, 10. The 11th and 12th are what are called floating ribs, and we'll show you a posterior picture of that in a second. But the 10th or 11th ribs on the right side can affect the liver. So here's the liver right here. The liver actually kind of comes up into the thoracic cage a little bit because remember it's just below the diaphragm here and then remember the diaphragm is kind of this arched muscle you know that extends all the way at the base of the thorax so if you injure your 10th rib you could potentially pierce the diaphragm or injure the diaphragm and you could definitely the liver is just right below the ribs so you could definitely uh, injure that as well and if you have the 11th rib which is kind of floating out here floating out here uh, definitely could affect that on the left side, so this is just your basic anatomy. The right side is where the liver is. The left side is where the spleen is. So remember, the diaphragm comes over to you know from right to left, obviously front to back. And so obviously on the left side, if you have the left tenth or eleventh rib, that can affect the diaphragm as well. It can also cause a spleen laceration because if you see here's the spleen right here, and it's just deep to these ribs right here. So if you have the tenth rib, that can easily cause an injury to the spleen as well. And then we get into the twelfth ribs here. So the 12th ribs on either side can affect the kidneys. Now you see here's the kidney here, and here's the kidney here, and look at the kidney out here, and these can definitely be injured. So here if we show you the rib cage, again, this gives you a better picture. So here's your T12 vertebral body, here's your T11. Here's those floating ribs, here's your 12th rib on here, here's 12th rib here, here's your 11th rib here. Same thing here, here's your T12 right here, and here's the 12th rib. Here's the 11th rib. And so it makes sense. The kidneys are, you know, going to be, they're in the abdomen, but they kind of come up into this portion here. And so they come in here, you know, as well. And so they're, you know, again, they're kind of these bean-shaped uh, structures. So here's your kidneys like that. And you can see where a 12th rib fracture could very easily injure the kidney. You know, it's plus, remember the kidneys are retroperitoneal, so they're in the, you know, posterior portion of the, of the abdomen. So they're going to be much closer. And so with this guy having a posterior uh, rib fracture, definitely at risk for injuring his kidney. And so if you come over here as well, you know, the kidneys kind of, if we look at this from a posterior aspect, and we kind of shade this in like this, and we have the kidneys come in like this obviously much easier you could get hit with a 12th rib fracture to injure this. So if we come back to the question here and we kind of go through the answer choices, probably gave you a sense of what the right answer is. But again, you know, just to review a couple things, this is the lowest posterior left rib fracture. Um, so this is probably a 12th rib, left 12th rib fracture. And then we have hematuria and anemia as a result of that, and then hypotension. So if we go through these, now remember, the liver we said is usually either the right 10th or 11th rib fracture. The other thing is the patient's usually going to have right upper quadrant pain specific to where the liver is. Um, this patient has more generalized abdominal pain. Hemorrhage and shock, definitely you can see that as well um, because if, you know the liver is a very vascular organ. So if you lacerate it, if you injure it, you can obviously cause significant hemorrhage. 
The spleen, remember, is you know a little bit higher up than the kidney, so it's going to be more likely that 10th or 11th rib fracture. The other thing is you'll see kind of more specific left upper quadrant pain often with splenic injury. The other thing that's key here to remember, too, is that the patient has hematuria, so they have blood in their urine. So you have that has to get there from somewhere. It has to get there from one of the urinary tract structures. The spleen is not has nothing to do with the urinary tract. So and same thing with the liver. So you're not going to see hematuria with either a liver injury or a spleen injury. So that's the other way you can easily uh, eliminate those answer choices as well. You can definitely see hematuria with a kidney injury. So remember, the way you can know it's the right versus the left kidney is that the right 12th rib fracture is going to potentially impact the right kidney. This patient has a left rib fracture, so it's going to affect the left kidney. So just again, to be full here, uh, you have a tw 12, right 12th rib fracture is associated with a right kidney injury. You would see hematuria and then potentially hemorrhage or shock. Um, but again, since it's a left rib fracture, it's going to be the left kidney. So left kidney, obviously left 12th rib fracture, same thing, hematuria, hemorrhage, shock. And then a pancreas uh, laceration, you're going to see more likely upper abdominal pain, and it's not real. It's not associated with any rib fracture. Pancreas tends to be is pretty centralized organ, and so it's you know pretty it's surrounded by a number of structures. So it's very unlikely that a rib fracture uh, would isolate cause an isolated injury of the pancreas. Pancreas, it's going to be kind of like be pancreatitis. So you're going to see upper abdominal pain. You could see leukocytosis. Uh, you could even see elevated amylase. That's kind of hit or miss. That's kind of the, the classic triad. The elevated amylase, though, you may not even see that, though. Um, it's just kind of one of those things that just depends on the case. But the key takeaway is it's not associated with any particular rib fracture. So to summarize this, this is a trauma patient, came in tachycardic hypotensive, hematur gross hematuria found with a Foley catheter, found to be anemic, left posterior left rib fracture on exam, should put you at a very high suspicion for a left kidney laceration found on full body CT imaging. All right, that's all I have for you this time. Be sure to check out all the DaVinci Cases videos available on our YouTube channel and our website, dviacademy.com. The PDF notes for every DaVinci Cases is also available on our website. Also be sure to check out our podcast, The DaVinci Hour, where we interview attendings and residents across medicine to learn more about their experiences, their specialties, and to get their insights on navigating a career in medicine. You can find the DaVinci Hour podcast on our website or any platform where podcasts are found. Lastly, you can find all of our video courses and corresponding outline format books on our website. Don't forget to use the discount code DC20 for 20% off.